This is Heavy Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. And man, wasn't it the exact opposite feeling you got from the game last week? We talk about this and some personnel changes. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, what's up, y'all? Yo, yo. Yo, how about that routing? Well, that sucked. <laughs> Dude, that really sucked. Dude, it was horrible. But, um... Horrible. A, a, one good thing came out of it. Finally, Joe Gibbs is listening to us and the rest of the uh, Harry Hog football nation. And has agreed... To uh, start Jason Campbell next week, so we can see what. That's right. That's right. Jason Campbell is going to start. And in case you missed the news conference today, uh, we do have a little replay for you here. here. Here's what was said at the actual news conference. Man, I've got certain information. All right, certain things have come to light, and you know, has it ever occurred to you that uh, instead of. Uh, you know, running around, uh, uh, blaming me, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, this could be a, a, a lot more, uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? There you go. There you have it. There you go. That's, that's Joe Gibbs today talking about Al Saunders' offense and the fact that we can't score more than like 22 points a game. <laughs> 22? We can't score more than three this week. No more than three. How many times did we get into Eagles territory? Like six in a row to start the game. I think seven times total. Mm-hmm. Yep. Three points. Yeah. Well, the same. Well, the, the Cowboys last week, dude. The Cowboys. We had like seven plays within the ten yard line and couldn't get it in. Couldn't get it in. And why is that, Josh? What's that? Why couldn't we pound the ball in seven plays at like the, within the five yard line? Because we did not use the. I have a feeling we might see that this weekend, though. <laughs> I have a feeling, you know, with Clinton Porter staying out with his broken hand, I, you know, and Campbell's going to start this week, who's to say that secretly in the back fields of the practice park at Redskins Park that it hasn't been Jason Campbell, T.J. Duckett, and Mike Sellers, they're all practicing that heavy jumper, waiting for the day that this would happen. Uh, what about That'd the offensive line? Get some damn Dude, I got something else to say about that. If you are going to run it like eight times, of course we are skipping back a game because there's not really much to talk about in this game right here. But anyway, yeah. if you are going to run it seven times in a row, don't you think one of those could be like a play action, like maybe the sixth one? Yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> anyway, well, back, back to this week's game. Um. It was pretty pathetic there. Uh, um, really, not a lot you can say about this one. This is one of the poorest games I, I've I ever seen. I can say this. Coming off of that week in Dallas, where, or coming off the week with Dallas, where Nick Novak saved the game after the long string of events that we all talked so much about. And to come into this week, and who put the only points on the board this week for us, for the Redskins? Yeah, he could have had six. He missed it, man. He's on the verge of getting cut, too. Yeah, he, missed, he pushed another one wide right. He's like, what, three for seven now? Three for eight? What? Three for eight. 
He's not even at fifty percent. No, three for seven. Three for seven. He needs to start. He needs to start kicking to the left. Something like aim to the left, so it kind of goes to the right, you know, and makes it go up the middle. Well, they say he keeps hooking it. I mean, he keeps pushing it to the right. Tony Saragusa, in between like drinking apple cider and eating hot dogs down there on the sideline, said that he was um, <laughs> missing him to the left and right before the game. Yeah, he said he pretty much sucked from any distance he watched him at. Mm. So that that didn't uh, that didn't make me feel very good going into the game. Um, but there's a whole lot of not feeling good going on with that game. I mean, they just sucked. Clinton Portis out. And thank goodness, thank goodness. Let's go ahead and just start start bashing Brunel now. Thank goodness, and you know Joe Gibbs at the same time. Thank goodness Brunel is finally out of the game. Mm-hmm. Lord, how much did it have to take to pull this guy out of the off the field and let someone else play? Three and six, three points. He's been absolutely horrible. He won't throw the ball down the field. The only thing he can do is throw an accurate like five yard swing pass. He Which, checks off way too early and gives it way too early. The thing that's been, oh my god! The thing that's been bothering me about him is if there's no one open, he just like either throws it away or walks out of bounds when he could at least get like five yards and then run out of bounds. Yeah, so he has no vision of the field of what's going on. He gets a little teeny bit of pressure and he's like, "Oh, I'll throw the ball away." Or remember that third and two? It was against Dallas. When he was like rolling out to the left and he could easily like ran for the two yards and instead he tried to like thread it in to like double coverage in the end zone. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it was ridi- all he had to do was run two yards and slide if he wanted to. I don't, I don't think any of us are sitting here saying that Jason Campbell is the answer. Cause we don't know. Cause he's never played a single freaking snap in the we NFL. Know. We, we don't know. But good him. lord, can you imagine? Know, sir. Yeah, I mean, we just we just haven't seen it. We we just do not know. Oh, I don't know, sir. <laughs> could, could you imagine if we had gone the rest of the season with Brunel at quarterback, no matter what happened? Because we we don't know what Campbell is capable of. He could be great. He could suck. And you know, thinking kind of far ahead with the quarterbacks that are that are probably going to be available coming up this off offseason. Um, I think there's a man by the name of Trent Green who's about to lose his starting job mm-hmm. because uh, his backup is throwing out like 45 points a game. Oh, man. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, Trent that? Green, go ahead. Sorry. What the heck was that? A bumblebee? Oh, yeah, I don't that? know. Some just pop-up window came over my computer. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Josh's computer is now infected. Um, but yeah, someone like Trent Green might just be available in this offseason who has already done very well in Al Saunders' offense. Mm-hmm. And with the receivers we've got here, he might be a really good fit. But maybe Jason Campbell's the answer. And we're finally, finally going to have a chance to see if that is the case. Mm-hmm. You know what? Today when he was when I was watching that press conference and he started to talk about you know, making a change at quarterback, and I started to type the post. Uh-huh. I was just like, man, he better not say he's going to put Collins in there. <laughs> that is to let Antoine Randall L be the quarterback and wide receiver and running back. And what, well, dudes, speaking of, what I was listening to on the Redskins post game show is uh, one of those uh, Redskins radio guys were saying that. Um, I guess they were on the sideline or something, and they were saying that Gibbs was going to put in. Todd Collins 
if they got the ball back, but the Eagles had the ball for like the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though because, well, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me because he did say that during the game, Collins is going to be the one to come back in. And in that particular circumstance, with the game against the Eagles that late in the game, obviously there was no way to come back, and that would have been a dumb decision because why are you going to put him in when Campbell's never had a snap? Give him some experience. Even when you only have that little bit of time, give him some experience. And I think that brings up a good point because I was watching postgame on Comcast and watching Brian Mitchell and Ken Harvey and Chick Hernandez out there. They're just tearing into the Redskins. Keith Hernandez? Coaches. <laughs> Chick Hernandez. I don't know. I don't know why his first name's Chick. I've never talked to him. But he's on there. He's one of the sports guys on Comcast. And uh, Ken Harvey and Brian Mitchell and another guy. I forget the other guy's name. And uh, basically, Brian Mitchell is like, Joe Gibbs either needs to grow a set because he's obviously lost them, or he needs to step up and be- move on to the president of the team and let Saunders or or uh, Greg Williams take over as the head coach. Because right now he's just being like this this happy, loving, grandfatherly like character who lets multiple players bring themselves in and out of the games when they get winded. You know, he's not leading the team. He's just kind of hanging out and letting people do what they want to do. Is is the sense that Brian Mitchell was talking about? And you know, he needs he needs to either step up and and be the dominant figure as the head coach. Or maybe step aside. And I thought that was a very intriguing point. And yeah, Brian Mitchell is not exactly a friend of the Redskins organization, but I thought it was a valid point to bring up at this point. Um, at this stage of the season. Well, Joe Gibbs did step up. He benched him. Finally. He's seen enough. Yeah, but as we all know, going back to the first Gibbs round, or first Gibbs, uh, tenure, that he often waits way too long and is too loyal to his quarterbacks even when they suck. Yeah, but on to defend him though, dude, he also has three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. That's true. I agree. I agree. And none of those three quarterbacks none of those three quarterbacks were like superstars. No, not at all. As we're reminded every Monday night football. <laughs> listening to Joe's Heisman. <laughs> um but yeah, and I heard Brian Mitchell a little bit today because I got a uh, AM station from Washington, I think it was nine eighty. That bounced down, I guess, because of the storm. And I got to hear the uh, game show today, and Brian Mitchell's still going off about it. It's just like, man, he, someone's got to step up. No one's taking control in the front office. Right. I read an article today, and uh, I can't remember because I was, I was, you know, scouring the web when, uh, you know, that announcement and everything was made about what time was it? Like four thirty, four forty today, or something like that, Aaron. It was about four fifty. Yeah, and uh, I was looking all over the web and like stuff popping in. I couldn't find anything for a little bit, but then um, I guess probably about six thirty today. I started, you know, seeing some things kind of popping up all over the place, talking about how um, Joe Gibbs, I guess, was quoted as saying that uh, that that neither quarterback, neither Collins nor uh, nor Brunel, were happy about the decision that was made. And I guess, obviously, they're not going to be happy about that. But then also, the uh, I wanted to get back to something we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, and that's uh, the T.J. Duckett thing. Um, because uh, Gibbs actually said, T.J., Liddell, and Rock 
will be our guys. Talked about with Clinton Portis being out. And he actually used them in that order, supposedly. So, uh, No, no, that's not really what happened. In the press conference, he was talked like five minutes about Liddell being the guy, and then TJ is going to get in there as well. Okay. Well, I actually read something where they quoted him as saying, TJ, Liddell, and Rock will be our three guys. He did say that, but it was after, I mean, it was later. It was after he had just finished talking for about five minutes about Liddell. Okay, well, regardless of that, I wanted to talk about TJ Duckerman because he was given the ball, and what did he do with it? He ran 12 yards and got a first down on his first carry. And then what yeah. did they do? They, they took him out of the game. Yep. Well, Gibbs did say that they're going to use, basically what he said in that interview, was that they're going to use Liddell Betts and T.J. Duckett just like they had used Clinton Portis and then Liddell Betts would come in, like John said, when Clinton Portis got winded. Yeah, winded. Okay. So that's how they're going to use those two guys is what he was saying. So he did say that they are going to use T.J. Duckett a lot more. But I can tell you, just from watching them, like some of the plays there, they were dumping off his little passes. They, I think they tried it twice with T.J. Duckett, dumping off a little pass to him over on the sideline, and that didn't work too well. I think they just need to hand the guy the ball and let him pound the ball up the field instead of trying some little fancy dump off this side. He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy to me that's like going to stand out there and be comfortable catching the ball, waiting to take a hit, maybe not. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys got that impression, but that's that's what I saw. I don't know, but I, I do guarantee you that huh? they'll stick more to Redskins football, at least this week, running the ball more than passing it with a brand-new quarterback in there. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think we're going to see more than one pass, more than one. Even if it's only two, we're going to see more than one damn pass down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the good thing, I mean, like, I guess in looking like at preseason stuff and pregame, what we did see little bits of Jason Campbell, is it looks like he can throw the ball. I mean, it looks like he can get the ball downfield, which I think is something that, you know, we've all talked about. Mark Brunel's been really struggling with for weeks and weeks and weeks. Jason Campbell's tall, too. How tall is he? He's like 6'5", I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's like 6'5", 6'6", six, six or something like that. He's he, huge. I mean, he throws the ball. It looks like a ribbon going down the field. Yeah. It, it looks like, well, I was going to say, it looks like a roll of toilet paper, like streaming across the field, but that wouldn't really do it justice. Uh, well, I, mean, it, it, I mean, he throws. He throws. I, I, I said this, I think, back in preseason in one of the uh, one of the podcasts. He throws like Daryl Strawberry used to swing the bat. If you ever remember watching Daryl Strawberry back in the 80s playing baseball, I mean, it, it's a sweet swing. It's just natural. It looks right, and it hits the ball a ton. And he throws like that. He's got a sweet throw. Hmm. It's just a sweet throw. It looks like poetry in motion, man. It looks like art. I also, Whether that's going to translate into being a successful quarterback in the NFL, we'll see. Well, even, even dude, even without his arm, he look at how many times this season we could have gotten first downs if Brunel would have just like, tried to run for it. And to have that someone or, that can actually move back there is going to be a huge benefit. Yeah, I agree. Having a mobile quarterback. And, you know, I hate to do a correlation with the Cowboys here, to draw up a correlation with them, but look at, you know, the tree, uh, you know, Bledsoe, and then look at Tony Romo, who has some mobility. You know, right. like, just, just average mobility, I think, right. as far as the NFL is concerned now. And, 
Drew Bledsoe's just, you know, he's the, he's the tree back there, and, and he sucked. He was horrible. Now they've got Romo in there, and other than the game against the Redskins where they gave up 153 yards in penalties, they're doing all right, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And they've got a quarterback that can move. He can, like, step two steps to the right, which yeah. Brunel is not able to do pretty much. And Brunel just looks like he's been getting slower and slower and having a harder time with it. And, you know, yeah. we got we got to kind of remember, too, like, you know, where we were last year at this point. I mean, we were at three and six. Patrick Ramsey was sucking. We are in the same situation, and and Gibbs benched Ramsey and put in Brunel, and Brunel helped, you know, bring the season back up to getting us into the playoffs and everything else. And and Brunel did a lot for the Redskins last year from that respect. I mean, it could have gone the other way. We could have gone just kept going downhill, downhill, downhill. And we would have all gone into the season going, oh god! But I mean, at least we had an inkling of hope, thinking, hey, we're going into the season's gonna, we're gonna do something with it. Unfortunately, Brunel's really struggled. I mean, yeah, he had the elbow injury, he's had some stuff going on, but you know, he's just getting up there in age, I think. And, and I think, like you said, he's just losing that mobility and and the ability to um, to throw the ball hard and run hard and and be able to to take steps and move. He's just you know starting to starting to lose a little bit. But I think yeah. also we need to look back and at the past year especially and look what Brunel did bring to the team in 2005. I think he brought some to the team. But, I mean, you know, and, and we're not – we can't just sit here and dog on Brunel even though exactly. it's a fantastic thing that he's out and we're going to at least see the quarterback of, the, of supposedly of the future. Right. But, hello, the defense. Oh, my God, they're horrible. They're horrible. <laughs> They're horrible. I've got a great stat I want to throw out there for you. I want to throw out here for uh, the Harry Hog listeners and for you guys real quick. The Redskins have played all three games on the road in the NFC East. They've already gone to New York, the Philly, and the Dallas. They have combined in those three games scored 16 points. They have not had a single offensive touchdown, and they have given up 73 points. Oh, 73 man. to 16, three losses and not a single offensive touchdown. What is going on with the coaches? That's not – I mean, yeah, the players the are not stepping up, but that's horrible. Well, what's going on with the team? I mean, look at last year we were ranked, what, the Redskins were ranked, what, eighth in the league last mm-hmm. year. And this year, right now, it's like 30th, maybe worse after this game. I'm not even sure. But I think it was like 30th going into this game. Something like that, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. You know, I'm looking on the chat right now, and there's a person on here that says Chase Campbell for mayor, and he just said uh, Brunel was about as useful as Helen Keller teaching a speech therapy class. (laughs) I think that pretty much sums it up. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was thinking about that. The Redskins definitely um, suck against the NFC East and – Whoever's in that chat room. Um, yeah, Jay Campbell for mayor, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, let's move on and get to our, uh, well, while we're on the subject here, let's just go ahead and get to the kick in the balls for the week. <laughs> oh, good Lord. My kick goes to the Redskins. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, I've got a particular one that I, I really want to throw one out at, but I'm, I'm going to wait because one of you guys might pick this one at the same time. 
Let's see. Aaron's going to throw one out. Derek Dockery, his dog. Oh, yeah, Aaron. Aaron, go ahead and say yours now because. <laughs> well, mine's going to Sean Taylor, man. Two 15-yard penalties. <laughs> Dude. Two 15-yard, uh, one for a late hit that was like five yards out of bounds, and the other one was what, a face mask or something? Yeah, late hit and a face mask. He gave up two touchdowns. And he gave up he two gave touchdowns. He gave up two touchdowns. So he by himself on those four plays gave up two touchdowns and 30 yards of penalties. Well, I got to say, if that's not a unanimous kick, I think, I think Sean Taylor was uh, – I think he was like still high on the fact that, you know, he ran that ball back last week and he was still all like the adrenaline was still flowing. He couldn't calm down or something, man. I mean, it was just like, dude, chill out. After that second, uh, after, what was that second penalty that he had? After the second that, one was the face mask. Yeah, I was, no, it was the late hit, I think. I was even talking to you, John, or Aaron on the phone and it was like, they need to bench him. I think it was Aaron. He was like, they need to bench him now. They need to sit him down. Yeah, I think all three of us were saying that. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I and I think all three of us were in agreement. He needed to sit down for a series. I would have yanked him. I would have been like, you need to sit down. Yeah, sit down and calm your butt down. Like, even his tackles, man, they weren't like typical Sean Taylor tackles. He wasn't like wrapping people up. He wasn't, I mean, even they, they made a big deal about wrapping people up on Fox. You know, like, they had Tony Saragusa down in the end zone. Like, man, the only like, thing that Tony Saragusa can wrap up as a hot dog with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pointless, man. I can't stand him out there on the sideline. Hey guys, look at this. And he Back goes, to you. <laughs> here. Hey guys, look Fox at this. You're an idiot. I'm drinking some apple cider and wearing my big fat blue jacket. I wish I was up there in the booth. I'm out here in the element. <laughs> I, I could, if he had said one more time, in the element, I think I was going to throw my remote control. <laughs> I'm out here in the element. It was like, like shut up, hot dog, man. And then they like, then they like show him just like hanging out in the back of the end zone, like going to some apple cider like container and he had a choice between <laughs> apple cider and chicken broth and he chose apple cider and then they showed him go like mmm good mm, but but no I mean like Sean back to Sean Taylor I mean it's like he, you know Terry Saragusa was trying to show us how to wrap people up but Sean Taylor was like uh, man he was just doing these like little little throw himself at you hit the guy ankle tackle I don't know what it was yeah I mean yeah you can't even, you couldn't even take the weather into account with that and say, oh, it was muddy, you know, people were talking to wrap people up because everyone's wet and they're muddy and blah, blah, blah. He wasn't even coming close. No, it was, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, and Derek Dockery had at least, I think, two holding, no, a holding penalty and a false start. Yeah. This has been the Dockery Report. <laughs> okay, how about your game balls? Right there. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, moving on past the game ball. Um, actually, I have one game ball to give. <laughs> Who is that for? Um, Brandon Lloyd for making that one deep catch. That was pretty nice. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I just... What was that?
because, you know, we have nothing positive to talk about. Well, Jason Campbell coming in is kind of positive. You know, I also want to talk, going back to the uh, the Saragusa report thing, I want to talk about Dick Stockton a little bit. What was up with his hair? Yeah, and what, what's up with him still having a job? Dude, Dick Stockton. He's horrible. He never pays attention to what's on the field. Like, he, he was sitting there saying... <laughs> He's paying attention, I think, to a whiskey bottle or something. He's always out there. He's just like, for instance, he's out there. They're, they're watching what's going on, and Goldston got hurt, who, incidentally, I never heard why he started for Salavea. But Goldston gets hurt, and is already on the field standing back in the middle of the camera. And it's not like he's a little, you know, defensive back. Number 95 takes up a lot of screen. And Dick Stockton, you know they're watching the monitor up in the booth. He's just like, so that'll get Joe Salamea. He'll have to come out here on the field. <laughs> but he's been standing there in the shot the entire time. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and later, Dick Stockton talks about, well, the Redskin or the defense is not allowing number eight, your Brunel, to throw the ball deep. It's like, what do you mean the defense isn't allowing him to throw the ball deep? He's just not throwing it. <laughs> and every time, every time Brunel would like roll out, and it's actually any quarterback um, throws it away or whatever, he goes, "There's good coverage deep." Yeah, even though he's not even looking, he's like looking at the bottom of the bottle, going, "Where's my whiskey?" He's looking. And another example was that bull crap turnover that we didn't get, where Lamar Marshall picked up the fumble at the one yard line, mm-hmm. and and. Moose Johnson was trying to explain to him that the guy let go of the ball before he got hit by the defender from the Redskins. I know, and he didn't and understand. Marshall, and he couldn't get it. He couldn't understand. Until after the commercial break, and when they came back, it was like, and it looked like, and then acted like he came up with it on his own. Yeah, you know the director in the truck was just like, all right, got to go to commercial because we got to tell the dumbass. we got to get dumbass Stockton <laughs> to understand what's going on. Let's go to commercial. Yeah, they went to commercial, and then they drew him a big picture. <laughs> but someone obviously didn't draw a picture for that ref who needed to be wearing some glasses. Oh, man, that was just ridiculous. It was Dude, so obvious the ball was already moving. Oh, wait, was... he was wearing glasses. <laughs> now, now i got to say, after that happened, didn't the, uh, didn't the D, isn't that the only time the defense had like a good string of plays there? I yeah, they totally they... held them up at like second and one and third and one. It was because they, they were totally so mad, man. So, I mean, you know, there was one little moment that the defense actually, you know, did their job that they're getting paid for. Yeah, that was the point when uh, the Eagles went up 20-3 to on a field goal and the Redskins drove downfield and Brunel threw that pick. Oh, yeah. They got run back for a touchdown. Oh, and another, pick. another thing about the announcers, what was up with, like, the whole game with uh, Moose Cowboy Johnson trying to, like, talk about that uh, – face mask penalty from the week before, he kept going, oh, and that was the 15-yard variety there. A legitimate 15-yard. Man, that's the whole game, dude. Good call. And he was like, that was the legitimate 15-yard version. And he wanted this to be like, unlike last week against Cowboys. Yeah, I think he kind of brought that up at the beginning because there were two face masks early. He kept saying that up a little bit at the beginning. And you're exactly right, Aaron. He was doing that. And there's a link to a picture of Clinton Portis's head getting whipped around. We put that on the website today. I think it was like in the Washington Post or whatever. But man, go check that out. It looks like it's crazy. Looks looks like he can read the back of his jersey. 
down so far. Yeah, that was crazy. But, uh, but you know, I mean, we were talking about this, too. Just, just one more thing, because we were talking about the D and, and them doing their job. And Okay, we had the two, the two situations where, you know, basically Sean Taylor gave up a couple touchdowns. I mean, there, yeah. were a couple of, there were a couple of burnt, missed plays, big mistakes that, that you know, the Redskins gave up. Then there was the pick that was run all the way back, right? And other than that, it was what was on the board, field goals? Is that what was on there? I, a lot I, of field goals. Yeah, and, and it was like, okay, if you take away those couple of big mistakes and the one Brunel interception, look at the time of possession. The Redskins had the ball a lot more. Than, um, than the Eagles did. So I mean, you know, in theory, we, you know, it's kind of kind of sucky to say we got the ball all the time and we're using up the clock and we're just not we're not doing anything with it. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. That that goes back to the point we made earlier in the in the podcast where the Redskins were in the Eagles territory. I think six times in a row to start the game off and yeah, got three points, man. Three points. Come on. So, I mean, Crazy. So well, I think. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go, what was it? If you're gonna go to the whorehouse, you may as well spend the night. If you're gonna go to the whorehouse, you might as well spend the night. Take it down there and score. I mean, that's what you know. That's what they gotta do. If you're gonna get in there, you, you gotta score. That's it. Gotta score. You gotta put points on the board. And let's bring up the turnovers again. Marcus Washington. It's like the third time in four or five games. That he's had a ball hit him in the hands. Dude, he always like in the hands. it always hits him in the hands, and he drops it, and he like jumps about five feet in the air, and like clicks his heels together, and like hits his helmet with his hands. It's always like the same yeah. reaction. Yeah, it's like watching clips from the week before. You're like, there he goes again. And yeah, that's great. You defended the pass and stuff, but dude, hit you in the hands, man. It was right there. We've only had five turnovers or takeaways the whole season. Nine games. Redskins haven't had a takeaway in four games in a row. And even though we should have had that one on the one-yard line, we didn't get it because sometimes you just don't get the calls because the refs suck. (laughs) Four games in a row. (laughs) So, you know, we can can bitch and moan about Brunel and Clint Portis being out with his hand and this and that and, you know, Joe Gibbs needing to grow some again. And Saragusa. Everyone is sucking. Everyone's sucking. Offense, defense, special teams, coaches, everyone. On that note, dude. Get mad and play. On that note, dude, we're running this thing pretty long for such a crappy game. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to forgo Tom's trivia this week, not because he didn't send me a question, but just because um, I'm really not in the mood to read it. Why do the Redskins suck so bad? But we'll bring back Tom's trivia next week. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, after the Tampa Bay game. And, and, the new, and the new board can do out there. And if any of you guys out there uh, need tickets to this uh, Redskins-Carolina game, um, we need to get rid of ours, and we'll give them to you for face value. And, um, yeah, we're really coming down to the wire needing to sell those. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. We've got, do we have two? We've got four. Four tickets. Four for the game, yeah. Oh, four. Okay. At this moment. Uh, on another note, uh, the uh, thanks to everybody out there who has visited the Harry Hog General Store. Um, we've had a few purchases, some T-shirts and things this past week to help us uh, with our bandwidth fund and uh, equipment upgrades and everything else. Uh, it all goes right back into Harry Hog football. So we really right appreciate on. that. 
Uh, the store's open, and there's some new designs up there. So if you haven't checked it in the past week, uh, check it out. And I just yep, want to say, link. yep, there's a link right on the site at uh, HarryHogFootball.com. We got a lot of good stuff on there, especially joking yeah. the Cowboys. So are we going to have a shirt of the week this week that says like "We suck" and show like the Eagles like pooping on us or something? I mean, last week no, we did a uh, shirt of the week that was uh, the kick heard around the world, and we did sell a few of those. So, um, it, I mean, that was cool. It, I, I think we'll do a shirt of the week if we win. How's that? <laughs> Probably a good idea. And, yeah, yeah. y'all, this is, this is our way of, of helping to pay for the website because we've got no ads on yeah. there because we didn't want, like, betusa.com, net edu, us <laughs> on there, you know, extolling how their offshore betting site is just great and things of that nature. So this, this is our way of, of helping us to pay for the site because we don't make any money on this. We're just doing it because we are fans. We're fans. No matter what, especially after this week, we bleed sure. burgundy and gold. Yeah, so if you're a listener hey, and you've got a T-shirt idea or something like that that you'd be interested in, shoot us an email, man. If, uh, if it's something we can make, you know, um, I'm pretty quick at uh, getting the shirt designs up. So if, uh, if there's something you want, Send us an email and we'll see if we can do it. Sure. What's that email address? That email address is redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. And and on one more note, we were talking about, I guess, week before last, uh, we're going to get a map up for all the listeners out there that have written in to uh, tell us where they're they're listening from and where they're they're hailing from. Hail to the Redskins from all over the place. And... uh, the map's still happening. We just spent the last couple of weeks really trying to get the uh, general store open so we could start hopefully making back a little bit uh, um, towards, you know, all of these expenses we got to pay. So uh, we'll get the map up pretty soon for you guys, we promise. It, it's still happening. We haven't forgot about it. And buy our tickets. Got the map coming up. I know if you guys were watching the, uh, the game, they were showing some of the fans out in the Middle East. And you saw, I mean, it was pretty obvious. Even though everyone was wearing the same outfit, you could tell the Redskins fans for the Eagles fans. And, you know, we're going to point out where everybody's at. Everyone that writes in and tells us, we're, we're going to stick that tack up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you have it. On that note, dudes, better luck. Good luck to uh, Jason Campbell and the revamped Redskins. <laughs> Down in Tampa Bay, remember when we got ripped off. They need to like remember last year when we got ripped off down there when like Mike Allstott did not make it in. Dude, that's right. We, this is a revenge game. Meanwhile, we beat him in the playoffs. Yeah, but this is a revenge game for this is a revenge game for that other one. Yeah, because that that Mike Allstott touchdown at the end of the game was a bunch of BS. And those of you guys who watched that game, you know what we're talking about. No, it was a two point conversion. Oh, that's right, because they went for the kick and there was the penalty, and then they got the two-point per- conversion try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did not break the plane. That was crap. Did not break it. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, dudes, uh, we'll talk to you guys later, and hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins, and still, if you see a Cowboys, or even still an Eagles fan this week. As always, Joko. Joko. Joko.